How can we as moms and moms-to-be who are more overwhelmed and worried than ever about our kids find natural, safe, effective, and real-life ways to nurture and cultivate amazing human beings? That is the question, and here are the answers. This is the Parent Coffee Talk, and I'm Dr. Roseanne. I'm Dr. Cleopatra. Let's get started. We are back again. This is Dr. Cleopatra and Dr. Roseanne, and we have a very special guest, Jennifer Hootie. I call her the copy queen. She's also a business whiz and an expert vision holder and vision creator. And she's not even 30 years old yet. That's the thing that always gets me like so amazing. Dr. Ro, would you please do a formal introduction. Jennifer Hoodie truly is one of my favorite people. I love her. She's a fellow Aquarian. Just saying, we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget that she's in her 20s because she's like a 50-year-old. Like she can just, is timeless, is you know what I want to say. Um, but she really is a genius. And before I give her bio, what I want to say is, Dr. Cleopatra and I were talking about you the other day. And just, you know, how much we love you and how grateful we are. But one of the things that you did for me, and both of us already had really successful businesses. So I think that's important to say is that, you know, here we are, we're like these super, super science-y, nerdy people, <laughs> like we're super into data, but we're also ridiculously fun and <laughs> super loving. True. And we just were labored in our copy, in our messaging we didn't feel like we could put the fun and the love in that. And you just sort of freed me. And I just and had me. so much, right? And Cleopatra, we like, we have so much love and gratitude because really it helped us connect with our audience. So it was just an amazing thing. And both Cleopatra and I have attended her workshops. She does these great workshops. We'll talk more about that. And we're in her, what's called her PCI private inc- client incubator copywriting workshop and it's just been life-changing for me even just as a person but it has really helped my business because people get my message and for both of us we're working with women in particular and and I support parents with special needs and they're just able to find me now because I'm really clear it's exactly who I am and I love it and I love writing and I used to dread copywriting so thank you Jennifer Hoodie is an entrepreneur and she's the founder of Conscious Copy and Co, which you can find online and, and, and all the social platforms. And so she has an online coaching business where she helps entrepreneurs get their message out. Like Dr. Cleo Patrick and myself, I'm just really, truly blessed that she's in my life in a lot of ways and just love her. But she helps people with marketing campaigns, email campaigns. She helped me with an awesome email over the weekend, but she's really passionate about getting business owners and entrepreneurs to really get their, develop their visions and their core messages. And once you do that, bam, bam, boom, magic happens. (laughs) It just feels really good. And just being super authentic to yourself. And she just has like, I'm going to say she's a genius. Since I can clinically diagnose people with that, I'm just clinically diagnosing you. You're just so good at synthesizing the best of the best and making it actable. And I think that's the thing to walk away with. But that's my version of your bio, Jen. Feel free mm. to 
That was but so you're good. helping so many business owners and, and, you know, in times of good, in times of crisis. And I think right now in the world that we're living in, people are looking to you for advice about how to get their messaging really clear in time when times are good, the economy's not good and whatnot. So I'm going to let you lead and, you know, answer that question because mm-hmm. that's what people want to know. First off, thank you, ladies, so much. I'm just like super fans of the both of you too. And it's been so just such a pleasure getting to help the both of you because my favorite people to help are business owners who are so good at what they do and like have such a huge heart to really help people. And then there's just like this bit of a disconnect of them knowing they can really help people, but then how is it being communicated to the ideal client or customer who then gets says, ah, yes, this person can help me. I get it. I get what they do. I get how they can help me. And I can tell that they really care about me, which like you two have the biggest hearts in the world. So making sure that that comes through the copy and the messaging is so key. And especially in times like right now, I really believe both in times when things are thriving and humming along, but especially in times of difficulty or uncertainty, the market is really looking for trusted leaders. Who can they trust? And it's more critical than ever before to make sure that you're communicating your message in a way that's really authentic, that it's really compassionate, and that it's really clear. One of the things that I say often in my in my workshops and, and programs is that the goal of content is for people to understand you, which many people are good at content. It's like, let me give the numbers, the data. Okay, people get it. But that is not what's going to get people to take action. The goal of copy, which copywriting um, is written words that sell. But the goal of copy is for people to feel understood. And only then when they feel understood, which is driven by emotion, will they take action. Because 95% of decisions of, that we make are made from the subconscious. They're made from our, you know, being emotionally driven. And so we cannot just drive just the facts and data home with people and expect that they're going to want to take action. We really got to connect with their hearts and in challenging times. The common emotions that are swirling around right now are uncertainty and panic. And what we need to make sure that we're communicating in our conscious copy and our messaging is hope, certainty, and confidence. Just to clarify with certainty, that doesn't look like saying, you know, we're going to be okay next week. I'm sure of it, you know, because in times of certainty, many of us are uncertain. But what you can do in your messaging to your audience is saying, Hey, I'm not sure we can't control our environment, but what I can promise you is here's an area of your life where you can take control. Here's, you know, with your health, here are the things that you can take control over to increase certainty in your relationships or your business or your health or with your family. So really giving them the power back to feel like they can take control of their life. I think the thing that a lot of businesses or professionals, like wellness professionals, like Dr. Cleopatra, myself, you know, we think that because we have knowledge that we're clear on our messaging, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think what I learned from you, even though I was pretty clear, you have to really dial it down and really get clear about what your core values are. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that most businesses are missing, right? Like most people start a business and they're like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And they're not really clear on those core messages. And, you know, we have three core messages at Dr. Roseanne Associates and, and it's infused in all of our copy. It's infused in all my media interviews. And it's made it really clear that I, you know, attract a certain kind of person who I want to work with, to be honest and repel other people because they don't want to work with me. And that's okay. Cause I only want to work with people that are want to work with me and are going to listen to me. So <laughs> um, yeah, you want um, them to, get, you want them to get the results. And, and part of that the is results. them listening to the advice so that they can get the results. Yeah. And I don't want them to waste their hope if they're like, I'm not really going to do this. And then, then they feel hopeless and you know, they should come when they're ready and mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, like I totally honor and respect that. So let's talk a little bit about getting clear on your core values, because I think that's something very distinctive that you do that brings a lot of value. When it comes to your business, so there's, you know, your core values in your business that maybe you have, a lot of businesses have them that are somewhere on the about page, but they don't really, (laughs) that's as far as they make it. Even people on their team aren't clear what they are. And I have a little, like there, those are core values. And then I have core, like your core values when it comes to your messaging is very similar, but slightly different. What it basically means is how are you committed to showing up through your marketing and through your messaging? Um, I just had a call with a client today who said, well, you know, I don't want to be really pushy and salesy. That's everyone's fear. And especially in difficult times or when there's sensitive topics, that's like business owners, entrepreneurs. Actually, I've noticed been pulling back and sharing their message because they're afraid of coming across as salesy or opportunist or whatever it may be. And the thing to realize too, if you have that belief going on and that's why you're not sharing your message or your marketing right now is that People who are just in opportunities, any challenging situation, it just dials up more of who we really are. So if you're not an opportunist and you don't, you're not trying to sell people, don't worry about it. Just lean in and share your message. So really asking the value when people interact with your message, how do you want them to feel is number one. Number two is. What is the result that you're committed to helping them create in their life? Like with Dr. Cleo, it is helping families get pregnant and have super babies. Dr. Roseanne, it's, you know, it's really helping families and their kids thrive and, and use what was deemed as, say, like a, a, a disability or setback as the same thing, their superpower. So being really clear of that to make sure that everything in your message is um, anything that you're sharing in your marketing or your messaging is consistent to that. So how do you want them to feel? What result are you committed to creating for them? And then what is your unique take on what you do? Mm -hmm. Both of you ladies have a very, very unique approaches that make you stand out unlike anyone else in your space. But if you don't communicate that in your marketing or messaging, nobody's going to know. And they're going to put you in a bucket with everyone else. Right. So it's so key that when you're communicating, whether it's a blog post, an email, a video, a social media post, that you're, when you're crafting your messaging, when you're writing an article or a sales page, that you infuse those three aspects into it. And making sure that you're communicating to people why you're different and your unique approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that so 
so much, Jen. That's that's such gold, such gold, and has right. been so helpful for me. And I know that the question that will come up for people after hearing that is, do you do that in every single post, in every single guest post, in every single media interview? Doesn't it get redundant? And I'm I know that you have a response to that, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. put that to you. Yeah, well, sometimes you're sharing it directly. And sometimes it's just like making sure that that where what is your come from when you're writing the message. And when you're writing copy is always look always thinking like, who is the person that I'm writing this to? Because oftentimes people will try to communicate to everyone. And when you try to communicate to everyone, you're going to communicate to no one. You really need to understand who your ideal client is. Um, so important, so yeah, that is like the I most important emphasize thing. emphasize that. Like yeah. scream it from the rooftop. Like your avatar isn't this, 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 and this. Make sure you know who, who your client is and mm-hmm. narrow it. And they will better find you when you do that. And people are so afraid by that, Jen. Mm-hmm. But it's really the way to magnetize people to you. Yeah, people are afraid of it because they think that if they, you know, you may be thinking, well, if I reduce the amount of people that I'm talking to, then there's going to be less of a market for it. What you'll notice is actually the opposite of true. And I even went through that myself when I first started, got the lesson once I started conscious copy, but in my business beforehand, I kept having a mentor say like, you got to niche down and just speak to a specific small audience. And I was very resistant until he said, okay, do an experiment and just try it. And it worked. (laughs) And then it's consistently worked for every single client that I've helped since. So you, because they're, especially in times of difficulty, people are looking for what is that they're always asking the question, will this work for me? Is it relevant for me? And if you're speaking to everyone, they just chop it up as no, it's not. And then to just go back to the question too, around are being afraid of being redundant. So you want to craft what your three core messages are and then share them over and over again because you can't expect people to read something once and memorize it. Mm-hmm. If you look at all of the most impactful influencers, thought leaders online, they have core messages that they literally in every video, stage presentation, podcast, they're sharing them over and over and over again because common sense isn't always common practice. And you want to be remembered for a specific message. And that's going to take repetition. Mm -hmm. But don't worry about that. That's so good. Thank you for that, Jen. I know that a lot of people needed to hear that. That people are consuming your message as much depth as you think. So it does take repeating it over and over again for it to become the thing that you're known for, which is what you want to be known for the thing that you're, that is congruent with your mission. That is your mission. That's your zone of genius. Absolutely. This lends to the question to, okay, so we know, you know, we have to have a consistency and we have to speak to the emotional side, but like in terms of when things are tough, you know, you mentioned some business leaders are pulling back and that's really the time you should lean in And talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. You know, what should businesses do in times of crisis to best support their unique tribe? Yeah, I've been seeing this a lot lately where a lot of businesses have been or business owners, entrepreneurs have been pulling back. I've been getting a lot of shares on the reason why is one not wanting to come off as like opportunist 
or insensitive mm-hmm. um, to what's happening. Another one is um, not knowing what to say and how to say it. So it's like, okay, I know I can really help people, but I don't know how to communicate it right now, especially right now, and it be feeling really afraid to say something wrong. Those are some of the biggest things I've been hearing over and over again from business owners. And the truth is that if you are a business owner that can really genuinely help people in these times, now more than ever, you got to lean in because this is a time when your communities, when your clients are looking for who can they trust, they're really looking for leadership and looking for trusted messengers to get the latest information from. And if you have it, you have like a moral obligation to share it. And two, these are the times when trust is built. Like now more than ever, this is when you're going to... Attra- if, if you are leaning in and sharing your message, you're going to attract your super fans and your tribe for life of the people will that will follow you till the end of your end of the earth. So <laughs> long that... Because you're helping them and you're helping them in these times of struggle. A couple key things that are really important during difficult times, like how do you... Okay. How do you share without being insensitive? One is now is the time to lean in and like serve more than you've ever served before. So just like you ladies are doing, like creating free content, creating free articles, creating free videos are all really, really helpful. And just turning up the volume on that mm-hmm. for is really key. And in that content, Jennifer, you know, value, like yeah. giving yeah. things for people to actually help them. And just doing that, it's a give time. It's a period of give time to build trust. Absolutely. Yeah, value. And to serve. Cleopatra and I, we are givers and servers. And that's, you know, this was our outlet in times of difficulty to really give our tools away so that people can make their lives better, not just right now, but for the future. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That value piece is so key. And Something I've been sharing to a lot of my clients uh, right now is I'm, I'm noticing a lot of people online just like being like, okay, everybody's saying give. So let me just give. Just brand is kind of very scattered and all over the place. That's not going to help you in your business. Like it, it may be, you know, generous if you're doing that personally, but if you're actually looking at how can you drive positive business results during difficult times, you want to make sure that what you're sharing is value that's connected to who your ideal client is what it is that you offer and how you can help them. So just being mindful of that. And uh, we have a value at Conscious Copy, which is positive momentum over scattered motion. I love that one. That is so good. Over scattered motion. And I think that that's a really, really relevant value right now as people feel like when there's a hard moment, there's a need to pivot or things like that. And I think pivoting, while it's wise to be strategic, and we talked a lot about that with Dr. Erin yesterday and her spiritual approach to handling overwhelm. I think that there are things that are valuable about pivoting in the sense of strategy, but I think that pivoting can also really lead to that very scattered motion that you're talking about. So I'm so glad that you shared that right now. Yes. And something just dropped in that I think is really important to remember here 
you always want to hold your vision. Whatever your vision is, you that the vision always stays steady. That does not change. Mm-hmm. What may change is your path or your strategy on how to get there. That's where we're going to, you know, it's going to require us to pivot and be flexible in our businesses. You know, for example, both of you ladies have been to our in-person workshops before and we postponed our in-person workshop last week and we pivoted and had a virtual workshop went amazing, but it was like the the vision was still very consistent. That's not changing. And that's really important to remember because I'm seeing a lot of people be like, ah, strategy, yeah. vision, like chaos. Yeah. And it's not going to help anyone. And especially if you're um, a leader for your clients, your patients, for your customers, for your team, for your family, mm-hmm. like be the vision holder right now. That's what people yeah. are really looking for. Um, the second thing too is serving deeper. And then when it comes to your messaging, share what is your truth in this. This is a time where I'm noticing again, people kind of like tiptoe and try to keep things general. If you have a real strong stance on something, share it, but share it, share it with compassion, but definitely go for it. Like I got a message. We were making an invite to our virtual workshop and I got a message from someone in an email that says, don't you think it's insensitive to be marketing right now. And I really had to think about that. Yeah. And and I think it's like valid. But when I really tuned in, the answer was no, because... I don't think it's valid. I mean, in your circumstance, I received your literature and I thought it was actually a big, a wonderful thing to do. And I looked at it completely differently. Like... Because what your services help so many business owners and they need it during times of crisis more than any other time. This is when you need to make these investments and do these things so that you have the skills to support your people, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the, your community. It's so important. They want to hear from you. Totally. That was exactly when I tuned in. I was like, no, I mean, we've been showing up super generous. We like set things up where it just felt like a total gift to our community. And then also seeing like all of the happiness surveys roll in afterwards too. I was like, no, not only do I have an obligation to like my team and my community, but these business owners who genuinely need help right now. So there may be some people that share things, you know, to however you're taking a stance and just remembering too that there's, again, there's this common people are just feeling extra sensitive right now. And then that leads to the third step in your messaging, especially in difficult times is be very mindful of the global conversation. Now is not the time for cookie cutter messages, like the message that you created two years ago or the email, just keeping sending that out, like really tailor your message right now to the conversation going on. Be mindful of not creating more fear than is already out there. The world has enough fear as is right now. Oh my gosh. So true. But it's also really important to meet people where they're at and address that. Like, hey, like in messaging, I'd really say like, hey, times are really tough right now. And you may be feeling overwhelmed. You may be feeling fear. You may be feeling uncertainty. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. So it's addressing it. Don't skip over it and just pretend it's not there either. That that can come across as insensitive. Absolutely. You mentioned holding the vision. Mm-hmm. And in my the way I talk about you, I always say she's an expert vision holder. I would just love for you to talk with our mamas and mamas-to-be mm-hmm. in our community more broadly about how you became such an expert vision holder and 
especially at the age of, I think you just turned 27 a couple of weeks ago and you both just had birthdays recently. And what that hold, what holding the vision looks like in day to day life, especially when there is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, not just internally, but that we're absorbing from the world around us. Because even if we're feeling pretty centered in this moment, it's impossible to be unaffected by the fact that other people are being affected by the fact that other people are feeling very anxious and out of sorts at this moment in time. So mm. just talk to us a little bit about growing into this incredible rock that you are, which makes Dr. Rowe mistake you for a 50 year old because you have, because <laughs> you have that much wisdom and you carry that much mm. wisdom and grounding with you in every room that you walk into. And I've seen that time and time again and what that looks like in day-to-day life. This is when a little bit of like my woo side comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we but, love um, the woo-woo. You know yeah, that. So bring it. Bring it. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're not scared. <laughs> <laughs> With my like journey around vision, it's really something that I feel like, you know, how in the hero's journey, it's like the breadcrumbs your whole life. That's definitely been the case for me. But for the last uh, one of my colleagues and mentors and clients, his name's Cameron Harold. He wrote the book Vivid Vision. And three and a half years ago, um, he asked me if I would be open to helping some um, entrepreneurs and really crafting their three-year vision for their company and what they wanted it to look like and feel like and sound like as if it's already happened. And that happened to be one of the most powerful tools and especially in uncertain times to just really it being the North Star for the company. Mm-hmm. And so I, we've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs, but then too, in my own journey and, and especially my own spiritual journey, um, I started working with different mentors, uh, Mary Morsey being one of the biggest ones that I work with around this of really realizing that the most important thing in uncertain times is to anchor into a greater vision for our lives. In the process of transformation, the process of transformation is really quite simple of where we will, as humans, we have a paradigm of a set way of thinking about life. And one of the only ways to expand our awareness and therefore create greater results in our life is to be able to anchor into seeing ourselves or our families or our businesses in a greater light. Some people kind of call it goal setting. The goals are in service of your vision. But what is like for everyone listening on this call, I really want you to think about when this is all said and done, Mm -hmm. like whatever, whatever difficulty you're going through in your life, when it's all kind of settled, what do you want your life to look like? How have you come out on the other side better than before? What does your family look like? What is your relationship with your spouse look like? What does your business look like? If it all worked out and better than you dreamed up, really take the time to paint the picture of what that looks like. With your kids, your your family, everyone's stronger um, than they've ever been before. And your kids are healthy and they're happy. And pick, pick images, and not just think. See it. Yes. You know, see it and spend time thinking about it. Like, you know, I teach this all the time and just really intensely spend a few minutes every day. And it's just 
what you're talking about is so powerful, not to interrupt, mm-hmm. but really spend time actually seeing it, not just mm-hmm. being like, oh, I have a minute. No, this is how visualizing and manifesting works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Paint the picture and then connect to what emotion that you feel when you get that picture. So if you're seeing, maybe it's, you know, you're at the dinner table with your family and everyone is celebrating and having it's, you know, it's near the end of the year and it's Christmas time and everyone's laughing and that, that excitement and that buzz is there. And just inside your body, you're just feeling so grateful and you're feeling so at peace and you're feeling so calm and you know, you look at your business and you see the certain things that have gotten locked into place and these these opportunities that came out of the difficult times that you weren't even aware of that are now, you know, your business is thriving. What does that look like? What does it feel like? So key. And, and this is something that some people may call it woo, but Olympic athletes use this. The top entrepreneurs use this. Families Absolutely. use this. Like the top performers use visualization to get them through. And so in difficult times... What holding the vision really looks like is taking those moments, like Dr. Rosian said, and really anchoring into, okay, I'm feeling this uncertainty, but instead of playing the the worst case scenario out, how can I anchor into the best case scenario? Because we have, um, similar to our senses, like taste and touch and smell and sight, we have mental faculties, which are basically our senses, but for our mind. And we all have them and we all use them every single day. One of the mental faculties is imagination. We use imagination every day. When you think about the front door to your house, you think of probably the actual front door. You don't think of D-O-O-R. And we can either use our imagination of worst case scenarios uh, or we can use it for what we really desire and what we really want. So if you want to create your future to be a place that you really want to visit, start implementing visioning into your life on a daily basis. And it could just be a couple moments of just, okay, let me imagine this all worked out. What does it look like? You know, this reminds, I mean, I do this all the time with my clients with all their different, you know, medical issues and mental health issues. And I have some really sick folks with Lyme disease and, you know, I'm like, okay, see yourself well. But then let's even break it down. Let's visualize every day that you're visualizing that now you're not, you're, you're only feeling sick for this long and see yourself and do that. But, um, I had a mama come to me. I said, you know, really, what, what do you want for your child? And it's a long story, but she had adopted this guy and he had had a rough life, of course. Right. And she adopted him as an older child. Right. What a brave, wonderful mama this lady was. Yes, and so she great. said, I know it's so beautiful. She's lovely. And I tell her, I talk about her all the time, but I'm just doing it generically. So you can't figure her out yeah. and change the details for HIPAA compliance. Yeah. And she said, what I want for him, my dream for him is to just be in his body and be happy. He just couldn't find that. So, you know, I worked with them. She was just this wonderful person in that there was such a mutual respect and trust. And we did a lot of neurofeedback. And, you know, I I meet with my clients after 20 sessions of neurofeedback, however long, but every 20 we meet. And she said, you have fulfilled my dream of what I want for my kid. I'm going to start. I'm sorry. Anyway, it was on my birthday, no less. And so, you know, I was like, you gave me the best gift ever. And, And she just said, like, he is happy for the first time in his life. Uh, 
that is so a future for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, she was able to really paint that picture of what she wanted for her kid in such a beautiful way. Anyway, it's lovely. And he's a teenager and I love to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, but painting a picture and visualizing and intensely seeing that is what every athlete does. It's what every successful person, you know, the guy who's in the Olympics doesn't say like, I'm going to suck at this race. He's like, I'm going to kick it and I'm going to be first. He's also not going to just wing it, right? He's going to come in not only with the physical preparation, but the mental preparation of having imagined it. And there are fMRI and other kinds of brain studies that show that the brain doesn't differentiate between what we are imagining and what we're experiencing, what we're actually experiencing, Mm. which is really important. And this is one of the things that I teach my mamas. We actually build the vision of their babies, their pregnancies, their babies, their families. And we are a huge family visioning family ourselves. And this year we incorporated vivid vision into our family life planning process that we do every year, which has been so powerful for us as a family, my husband and I in our relationship. And then we also include our young children in this process every year. It's really powerful. And one of the things that I notice is that when mamas come into the trimester protocol and they've come with such a a history or experience of struggling to get pregnant. The idea that they can connect now to the babies that they want so much and that they can envision them, see that life for themselves is really exciting, but also a little bit scary because they're so used to having experienced disappointment and let down in this part of their lives. And so I wonder, Jen, I know this is a really different kind of scenario than what you typically deal with in terms of visioning your business, envisioning growth in other parts of your life. And it turns out that through a lot of work on at the psychological level, emotions, trauma, and other kinds of things, we're able to gain that trust of ourselves and of our bodies and of the timing of our life, our lives and our babies to be able to step into that vision and overcome that. But I wonder from your outside perspective and sort of more neutral perspective, what you would say to somebody who expresses the fear of even having the audacity to envision because it feels so far outside of the realm of possibility for them based on their history and what they've experienced before. And in any point of stress, right, Jen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like somebody who's afraid, mm-hmm. how important is the vision when you're mm-hmm. in a crisis or you have a bad history of things? I wish I could just like give all of those people a really, really yeah. big hug first. I know. You and me both. And well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all, you know, we all in our life journey that every single one of us is given, I believe that there's certain areas of our life that tend to work out quite well, you know, like different topics. There's area of our life that we'll find um, struggle, but be able to overcome. And then there's areas of our life that can just feel really, really challenging based on past history. One of the things that I've done in my own life is I've realized that I can borrow confidence from other areas of my life to those areas of my life that may feel more challenging. Mm -hmm. Because there's a quote, I can't remember who whose it is, but it says, how you do something is how you do everything. 
And I think about, okay, well, if I succeeded in this area of my life, like what were some of the different mindsets that I, or beliefs that I really needed in order to create that? And how can I transfer those over to this area of my life? And then I'll also really start to look at sometimes other, like I look at others for inspiration, not as comparison, but rather um, that's why I think stories are so impactful. Like who finding stories of others who have done what you want to do, even in those moments of difficulty, because we can use each other as really beautiful inspiration and motivation. Mm-hmm. Like one of the facts that I, um, on my virtual workshop last week that I shared, I, I just shared all of these different stories throughout the training of entrepreneurs, business owners, just people who went through huge challenge during either depressions, recessions, and came out on the other side, just like better than before. But one of the stats is more people became millionaires during the Great Depression than any other time in history. And then there's just like all these really cool stories. And I use those with my with my business owner clients, but it can totally be transferred to any other area to say, hey, like you have the power to decide how you look at this. Mm-hmm. And here are some people who decided to use their decision-making to use this as their greatest opportunity. But really, at the end of the day, it's up to you. But there, it is possible. It is possible. And it's definitely there. You should always hold the vision. I think, as you said, it's just so important. But the roots to that vision may need some flexibility. And I think, you know, your points that we spoke about today about messaging is so critical Mm -hmm. because they need to hear from you with love and value. And, you know, this is definitely a time to step up and lead. Yeah. You're holding the vision, not only for yourself, but for your community. And like there's a quote, I think it's from the Bible, but it's like, without the vision, the people perish. And there's a code in that though. Like for every single one of us, it's so key to anchor back into our vision. Um, One just very quick thing on this is my mentor. Last year, I went through some difficulty and circumstance um, in, in like my business. And then there were some things with my health. I called my mentor, Mary Morsey, who has been a leader in transformation for 40 plus years. I was just like, this is not good. I was like in total panic mode. And she was like calmly, but firmly like, oh, Jennifer, this is, <laughs> this is the law of physics playing out. Anything that isn't in resonance with your greater vision is coming up to be transformed or released. So this is very good news, but there's one of two ways that this situation can go. Either you say stuck in circumstance and then the circumstance is going to have you, or you can hold the vision, not the circumstance. I love that. Hold the vision, not the circumstance. And since then, that's been the most important piece of advice that I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I think about it daily And especially in difficult times, it's like, hold the vision, not the circumstance. You know, and that is really, it doesn't matter if it's a business issue, if it's mama with a special needs child or mamas that want to be mamas and that are feeling like they can't get pregnant. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is, right? Hold the vision. Don't give in to the fear Mm -hmm. and stay, you know, stay connected, stay present and spend time, you know, visualizing and and working towards those goals, you know, that's really important. I always joke with visualization, like, 
you can't just say, oh, I want to win lotto, right? Like, yeah, you can't, can't win if you don't play is the tagline with that. It's, yeah. it's yes. the same thing in business, right? You have to be there and be meeting the needs of your tribe and yeah. what you, you know, and be the best version of yourself. Obviously, you offer hopefully an awesome service for those business owners that are here today. But is it at, in the service of your clientele, your your customers, whatever it is that you, you call your people, um, your patients? Because otherwise, they're going to turn you off in times of crisis, right? Mm-hmm. And look for other support. Um, they need their needs met. You know, you know, when you're writing copy, when you're messaging, you know, think about their voice. It shouldn't be in yours. It shouldn't have jargon. You're a good student. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm a good student. I'm like your number one student. Anyway, no, but I it was very it's very freeing. And it, you know, I think Cleopatra and I are example, you know, in your um private incubator course, in that, you know, we're clearly very intelligent successful business owners, but was able to really learn and gain so much, not just for ourselves, but for the people that we love and help. Um, They got more out of us in a way that just really was lovely and authentic. Mm -hmm. So that's really important for business owners. And it doesn't matter what it is, like whatever kind of businesses, they want to hear from you and their voice and you need to bring value to them. Mm -hmm. And that comes through words. Answers, obviously, but (laughs) so that's important. You know, Jen, as we kind of wrap up our time, because I could talk to you for seven hours. Yes, and me too. Yeah. (laughs) And you're doing a lot of service for people, which is so valued and appreciated. Yes. Um, What's the best way? We'll have your links. We'll have all your information. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? It's two ways. One is on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're on Instagram, I am at Jen Hootie, J-E-N-N-H-U-D-Y-E. It's a little confusing with my last name. And then on Facebook, it's just Jennifer R. Hootie. And you can find the page there. And I post every single day on the topics of how do you communicate your vision? How do you communicate your message? And then also my website where you could head over to ConsciousCopy.co. And there's lots of really great free resources there as well. And I can send you all over a couple links to some things that are relevant right now too. That would be fantastic. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Jen. It has been so incredible having you here with us today. We want you to come back again, please. I would love that. Okay. I love you, ladies. Awesome. We I love you. Virtual hug. Virtual yes. hug. Yes, yes, yes. We love you. Thank you so Bye, much. honey. Thank you. We'll see you really soon in PCI. Yes. Take care, everybody. Be well and, and stay healthy. Hi there, precious mama. This is Dr. Cleopatra, the fertility strategist and the executive director of the Fertility and Pregnancy Institute. I cannot wait for you to come over and visit us at fertilitypregnancy.org. And I want you to make sure that you stop in and you download the free ultimate fertility checklist. You will learn so much about your fertility that no one has ever told you before, including about the primester and epigenetics during the primester. 
don't waste another moment without coming to see us at fertilitypregnancy.org. Every single day matters when it comes to preserving, extending, and igniting our fertility and ensuring that we get to have as many super babies as our heart desires when it's the right time in our lives. I'll see you there. Sending you so much love and warmest wishes and I'm sprinkling all the baby dust in your direction for whenever you want it.